right, the wrong for wrongs is clearly not life designed. Figure out quickly that nothing gets answered when you ask the universe why. Life is a journey to live is the worry to love is the You're lose damn mind. Listening to the PCAST. Presented by CDE Light Band. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, our listeners. How's that? Do you like that? That's fine, sure. I don't know what you're going for. I, I'm kind of going for like a, a jazz radio <laughs> at night sort <laughs> of deal. Nailed that. Nailed it. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Krieger. Welcome to the Nation's Top Ranked All Speed Podcast and a hashtag blessed day to you. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Much better, which we will get to in (laughs) mere moments. But first, a couple of items of interest. Yeah, was there something big that happened? There's something kind of... It might have. It might have. I'm I'm hearing some rumors about a possible head football Uh, coach. New head football coach. Oh, (laughs) Scotty Walden will be the 21st head coach in Austin P football history. Last at Southern Miss, Walden, 30 years old, has been a fast riser in the coaching ranks, going from offensive coordinator as a 22-year-old at immediately after yeah. finishing play. Yeah, Bob. like oh hey, you were our quarterback last year. You wanna you want call the plays this year? Eight years later, he is slated to become the head football coach of a Division One institution, the youngest head football coach in Division One in the country. We just like hiring those uh, those young guys, two of the last three. Well, yeah, if one was good, more is better. Yeah, uh, I know. This, this guy has a, uh, has a track record of good offense, fun offense, explosive, some might say, offense. Let me tell you, we're going to spread that field out and uh, – we're going to sling that football. We're going to toss the old pigskin around. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to put some points on the board. Going to have to get some new bulbs on the scoreboard for yeah, there because. The sevens are going to be lighting up. Bing, 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 bing. A lot of points. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some big offense outputs. Break some records. Let's break some records. Let's break a few records. As as so many people were kind enough to point out, it's a good thing we're making this change uh, during the bye week between our week three game against Cincinnati back in uh, <laughs> the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> the week four bye. The, yeah, our week four bye that stretches <laughs> long into the spring. You know, it's, it's if a four you, month bye. It's a four month bye, and you gotta you gotta you gotta make you gotta make do when you can. And so we have excited. Uh, there will be a press conference on Monday. Uh, you may visit us here in the Dunn Center, socially distanced. There might be a PCAST. There might be rumors abound. You're hearing it more and more. You really are hearing it more and more. Um, everybody's going to have the opportunity. I I'm interested to see how we pull this this thing off because, you know, in the past we've we've pomped and circumstanced uh, hiring of a football coach to uh, to the max. To the max. And there's just not a lot of maxes to – to pimp to right now. You can come sit in the Dunn and welcome Coach Walton, though. Give you him a sure shout. Can. Give him a cheer. Uh, let's go, P. Let's go, P. Give him a clap. Yep. You know, it'll be a lot of fun for everybody. It will be a lot of fun for everybody. I mean, we're hiring football coaches. We're uh, cutting ribbons on the new Downey uh, Baseball Operations Center and Clubhouse. Uh, that was something that happened. We were actually going to talk about it in the last podcast. Uh, didn't get a chance to. So we're bringing it up here. That place is sweet, huh? It, it sure is sweet. Uh, you, you can you can do a lot in there. Uh, it's nice that the boys don't have to uh, 
sit on top of one another in order to change. Oh, yeah, that, that old shoebox locker room they had was getting a little tight. Especially with the poor guys stuffed over by the doorway with the door flew open. I've, I've been walking from the fort to back to the dun, and that door's flown open a couple times in the past, and that's not much privacy there. No, it was uh, it was small. They've upgraded. Shout out to the Downies and everybody else that gave the money necessary to build that facility. Shout out to our friend Cody Bush for helping design everything in there. Shout let me out, tell you, it looks good. Shout out to our buddy Jordan Harmon for Jordan Harmon money for, for cashing that check. CTC, my friend. Uh, soccer. Yes, the soccer. We we took our own international break last we week. We took our own international soccer break. But what is the international break for soccer? So it's a strange concept. So basically, it's every you cut into your regularly scheduled league season for a week and just don't play any matches, and everybody goes home and either rests or plays for their country and trains with their national team. So, it's like the All Star break. Kind so it's of. Like, but it's like if Major League Baseball shut down everything for two weeks to play the World Baseball Classic. Kind of like that, yeah. But they don't because they hate fun. They hate fun. And they like making money too much. But it's just it's just wild and. I was reading an article about the Team USA, and it was talking about the future of Team USA roster. And I knew one of the names, but that Gio Reyna. No, it was Pulisic. 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 Yeah, that guy. And uh, well, they're not very good, but we have historically not been um, the highest of high risers on the international scene. So the international break's not going to be great for me, apparently, because um, Team USA just going to lose. Or not make the Olympics or World uh, Cup, whatever it is. No, well, it all depends on the hex, which. Um, what is the hex? That's a that's a different story for a different time. But that's our qualifying procedure. We have to make it through the hex before we can really even worry about the World Cup. And as we proved the last World Cup cycle, uh, no guarantees about getting through the hex, which is our uh, our local local. That'll be our soccer. To- that'll be our soccer topic next week. Next hex. week's soccer topic is we were going to talk about the hex. Uh, one last thing on soccer this week. Uh, El Tragico went down over the weekend. The rivalry of all rivalries. The 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 derby rivalry. of all derbies. The vaunted Newcastle-Wolverhampton. Tete-a-tete. I mean, when those two get together, you can just you, toss you, out the record book. And that's really, really pretty good for Newcastle because they come off looking pretty bad if you don't. Yeah. Not, those, those dastardly magpies over there just, I mean, uh, just snuck a tie away from my wolves. Pilford. Pilford, Pilford, I think, would pilfered, be the word. They pilfered a tie. It was 70 minutes of the most rock-boring soccer imaginable. Then Raul Jimenez. Just a Golazzo. absolute ripper. Wunderstrike. The, a ripper from the box. He laced. That That was as impressive a goal as I've seen. Like I, I tend to spend my pre-football days watching soccer on the weekends and that was as good a goal as i've ever seen and then you just just a masterful strike and then you just let let the old boys let the magpies let the tune back into the thing it's all right the wolves are uh wolves are sitting sitting pretty good spot in the standings uh i mean there's a little case to be made for a potential top four finish i mean you're eighth right now got to get a couple wins got to snake a few i mean most importantly you got to win the black country derby got to take down those losers from west brom I mean, you're just you're just throwing smoke all over the you're you're throwing smoke all over the whole of uh, England. You, That's right. You just better watch yourself. We are we're as we are now an an internationally renowned, internationally known podcast. We are we are the most internationally renowned and known Austin P sports podcast 
in the world. Quite likely. Quite literally. Quite is quite literally. Uh, as we've alluded to last week, we took a little bit of a break, Ski. Took and a siesta. Took, took a siesta, and that's because I had COVID. I tested positive. It was fun and neat. It was fun <laughs> and neat. I am fortunate and count myself very blessed that I had no symptoms at all. I coughed three times and sneezed once, and every time it was a... Uh, brief panic attack because it's like oh god here's, here it is this is where it gets me it's coming all the symptoms yeah, are coming okay. now oh god was that a chill <laughs> but no i was very fortunate i quarantined i did the right thing i encourage you to do the right thing too if you unfortunately get popped with a uh, positive test as i did but i'm back feeling good feeling froggy and fit fighting shape and we are gonna have us some podcastages over the next few Days, We're going to cast those pods. We're going to cast the heck out of those pods, bud. And for this one, we're going to step aside now and bring in Jordan Adams. Sharpshooter extraordinaire. He's a bucket. He is a walking, talking bucket. Right after this. High of AC and that codeine while I'm sipping. This new Glock got 33s, got he pippin'. All of my bangin' seeds like we crippin'. Girl, you got what I need, what I been missing. Let's take that chance, move through the sea that I'm different. Back there trying to find myself, I couldn't believe how I was trippin'. No neighbors in the mountains, palm trees is how I'm livin'. Yeah, tell it I'll pop out, bust down VVs, is how I'm drippin'. I'm from Chirac, when they get hot, they bring them texts out. Better watch your back or you'll be on that corner stretched out. Quick to change it. From the Lone Star State to the Volunteer State, Jordan Adams' success as a freshman was of a sort rarely seen at Austin over the years. The league's freshman of the year, Adams paired with Terry Taylor to become the most dynamic one-two punch in the Ohio Valley Conference, and the sharpshooter from Silsby has the whole league nervous about what he'll do as a sophomore. Jordan, I appreciate you coming in today. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your parents. I know that they are your biggest fans, your biggest supporters. What has their influence been like on you over the years? Uh, you know, like growing up, I was grateful to have both of them in the house. So there was a lot of structure. So, like they just didn't let me run off and do whatever I wanted. You know, they kept me on, like kept my head straight. You know, high school, made sure I was making the grades, uh, working out. My dad he used working me out. My mom be there rebounding for us. You know, it was just, they just cared about me. You know. Wanted to see me succeed. Did you exceed your own expectations last year? Uh, I said, yeah, I, I say I did. I um, I set out goals before I got here and stuff to make myself like push myself and work out hard and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I did that when I won the freshman of the year. Um, just one thing I didn't do is we uh, came short for the um OBC championship. How do you follow up on the success you had last season? Um, just work hard, you know, come in and practice every day, ready to learn, um, listen to coach, um, just buying as a team. What have you been working on the most in preparation for this upcoming season? I've been working on my handles and, um, you know, just trying to get my teammates more involved because, you know, like, everybody doesn't see and I can score and stuff, so now it's going to be hard for me to score this year, so I'm going to have to set up my teammates for open shots and get them more involved and stuff like that. Tell me a little bit about the draft process. What went into your decision 
to go through it in the first place? Uh, it was just all the accolades and awards I was getting at the end of the season. And after the All-American, freshman All-American, I was just like, I might, I just need to try this real quick, you know, see what um, kind of feedback I can get back and stuff like that. What did you learn going through the process? Um, I learned, you know, it was kind of hard through, um, because we had this pandemic or whatever. So, like, we couldn't have the rookie um, camp and stuff like that. So, like, we had the, um, if you um get, like, they'll, like, send you, you have to do interviews and stuff with the teams. I didn't do none. Like, uh, I took my name out because of the uh, whole corona thing. I just wanted to come back and play for Fig again. What surprised you about the process? Or was it just so abnormal because of the year that you went? Mm, you know, growing up, that's like a dream. But, like, to see you actually, like, right there in front of you is pretty crazy. Why did you choose Austin Peay in the first place? Uh-huh. Um, It was just a great fit from the time I was – um. It's like, take it back a story. I broke my foot in high school and a crew that fell off and stuff. And then my senior – no, my last year of AAU, my junior year, I went to Vegas – and that's when Fig, Austin P, they seen me out there. They hit, they made contact with me, brought me up on a visit. And, you know, it just felt like home. And at that time, like, I just really needed an opportunity. And he gave me an opportunity. After a year here, what would you sell a recruit on if you were trying to sell them on Austin P? Uh, it's a family environment. You know, everybody's here to work. You know, they're going to push you every day. And they just want what's best for you. You, th- how enticing was the opportunity to keep playing with Devin? Uh, it's fun. You know, we've been playing each other since we was like, fifth grade. You know, um, we set out goals in middle school, say we're going to go to the same college, coming through high school, winning state championships. It's just a fun experience playing with him. How satisfying was it to be able to actually achieve that goal and come to the same school and play together? A uh, dream come true, you know. Where we from, a lot of people don't make it out. So, like, for us two to do that, come to the same school as we set out a goal, it was just big for both of us. You two won back-to-back state titles at Silsby, right? Yeah. Which was more satisfying for you? It was definitely the first one. I won MVP in that season. He had um, we had a whole incident and stuff, and he had to um get uh, – he didn't play for, like, the rest of the season after district. So, like, we all set out to play for three. So, like, I went to state. And I just – that game was really for him, MVP, that game. Jordan, what is your favorite word? Word? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I say relax a lot. What is your least favorite word? Hmm. Period. Who or what inspires you? My papa. He inspires me the most. What's the last book you read for fun? Uh, sheesh. I can't. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your worst habit? Worst habit? Uh, I'd probably say staying up all night on the game. 
what app on your phone gets the most use? Snapchat. What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Uh, I was probably about 12. It was like a um, tornado happening like right, like three houses down. Yeah. What's your idea of happiness? Mm. Just feeling, feeling good, you know, uh, loving each other, stuff like that. What's your idea of misery? Total opposite, not loving each other. Always bad moods, stuff like that. What makes you self-conscious? Really, nothing? What's the most embarrassing song you love? I think I have one. I think I have pretty good music. Really? What do you listen to? I listen to a lot of Polo G, Lil Durk. How would you prefer to die? Uh... Probably shot, just... I don't want to feel nothing. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? Uh, I need powers to teleport. <laughs> whatever whatever that is, I need to teleport. What might prompt you to lie? pretty much tell the truth most of the time what makes you hopeful family what is our purpose in life live your life just live it to the fullest no regrets regardless of who it is what is one thing you'd ask the next guest what's their favorite food what's yours pizza Two weeks ago, Jordan Pollard asked, how do you cover number seven for the Austin P football team? Mm-hmm. How do you cover number seven for the Austin P football team? How do I cover them? Yeah. Mm. That's G? Yep. No, bro, I probably can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be happy to hear that. Yeah. Jordan, I know that the NBA is the long-term goal and the long-term aspiration for you, but – for the rest of your time with us at Austin P, what are your goals? OVC championship. That's really the only thing that's on mine and the team's mind right now. We just preparation for that. Just looking for it. That's all we want. You've seen I mean it's been impossible not to see some of the hype coming into this year. How do you guys feel about that? Uh feel pretty good. But you know, just stay humble and just keep working. Well, Keep doing that, and hopefully we'll be cutting down the nets in March. So. Jordan, I appreciate you coming in today. Thanks for taking me. This new Glock got 33s, got he pippin'. All of my fingers seized like we crippin'. Girl, you got what I need, what I've been missing. Let's take that chance, want you to see that I'm different. Back there trying to find myself, I couldn't believe how I was trippin'. No neighbors in the mountains, palm trees is how I'm livin'. They're telling that I pop out, bust down VVs, is how I'm drippin'.
Thanks, Jordan Adams, for taking a few minutes out of his day in preparation for the upcoming season. It's been a little bit of time with us here on the PCAST. Some life, some movement. Oh, there is movement. There is movement afoot. Oh, it is this. It Volleyball is. and soccer schedules for the spring released this very week. Volleyball yesterday, soccer released in mere minutes. Yes, mere moments from right this second is as we live in pod. Very exciting. Very exciting. I think it's difficult to like to get too far over the moon on it because you know there are so many logistical hurdles that we must hop over between now and the appointed date. But just to have an actual appointed date is pretty nice. I don't know. I don't remember what the volleyball date is, but soccer starts in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. Plays all of March. Plays one, all of March. One weekend in April. Yeah. Then we're gonna get some OVC tournament action, and then we're gonna. Gonna get some NCAA action, I guess. It's gonna be a gonna be a good spring for the soccer. Gonna gonna be a breakneck, I think it'd be the best word to use. Very good word. Breakneck pace this spring. Very very glad for us to get back over there in the sweat box and do some soccer games. Yeah, that's the only thing. I, I don't re- know if it'll be a sweat box. It'll be an ice box. That's the only thing I regret is I really wish they were starting like late February when it's still like guaranteed cold. Oh, it's going to be cold in March. It's probably going to be, but there's going to be that one day, and you know we'll be playing that day, when it all of a sudden we come to work and it's, you know, 45 degrees and we're dressed for 45 degree weather, and then we go out to the soccer field dressed for 45 degree weather, and all of a sudden it's 80. And our ice box is back into a sweat box. And it's back into a sweat box. We're going to have a lot of fun over there. Good. We sure are. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the soccerers and the yeah, volleyballers. The volleyballers. Volleyballers sounds cooler than soccerers. Yeah, soccer ballers. Yeah, they're, both, soccer they're all ballers, though. They're, they're all ballers. Yeah. All the govs are balling. All, all the govs be balling. <laughs> World Series is over. It is, which means we don't get Bueller versus Morton tonight. That would have been a good one. would have been a lot of fun. I so mean, that's very rude of the Dodgers to deprive us of that. Well, I mean, Kevin Cash probably would have removed Morton after two thirds of an inning. So the move doesn't bother me because he did it all year. If he, if it was something he, ha- if it, if it wasn't following trend to what he's done all season, I would be more bothered by it. But the fact that he's yanked his starters early all season doesn't bother me as much. The, my problem isn't that he pulled him, so they went to Anderson instead of Diego Castillo with Mookie Betts and the boys coming up. I don't care if it's the sixth inning. You put Diego in the hardest situation all series. You got Betts, Turner, and Bellinger coming up. I'd, I'd probably roll out Diego Castillo. My problem is that Blake Snell is a Cy Young winner and clearly one of the, I don't know, dozen best pitchers on the planet at any given moment, who was, by the way, breezing through that lineup. The next three batters. He'd struck out six times in six appearances. That's pretty that good. Night. No, that, that's yeah. that's okay. And it's not like he was at ninety-two pitches. And it's like, eh, you know, you know what? If it's a maybe, if if he's you know rolling along up there at eighty-five, ninety pitches, about to see the third time through, but he'd been dealing the entire game, and you're going to turn it over to a bullpen, and especially Anderson, who'd been kicked around all series. He hadn't been great, and it's just not. If you want to pull Snell, you go to a better guy than Anderson out of the pen. I think you have to. I think you have to deal. And granted, Anderson been one of their better relievers all year, but he hadn't probably been. Probably rather see Fairbanks. You'd probably rather see any of them. Really, Castillo. Any of them. I mean, that, that bullpen's good. That's not the guy you go to there. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it robbed us of a game seven, but I mean, otherwise, very happy for Clayton Kershaw. 
I try not to uh, be too terribly happy for uh, millionaires playing a child's game that they win a piece of tin, as Rob Manfred calls it. Can we talk about Rob Manfred for a minute? Sure. Was he drunk doing the post-game press conference? You know, I turned it off because I – You need to watch it. Yeah, I, I went back because I started seeing the chatter on social media. I was like, huh, I think – is Rob Manfred okay? <laughs> the options were Rob Manfred is either one having a stroke or two just housed on the field for the post game. Maybe he was also did, getting booed by what the two thousand people there just raining it down on him. It was well, awesome. I mean that's what he deserves. I mean that's that's one of the most fun collective experiences you can have as a sports fan uh, is booing. He the was called the new Gary Bettman, it's, which is bad. The thing with Bettman, though, because I've been in on these things before, is he's like a wrestling heel now. Like, when he shows up in Nashville for something and everybody boos him, he's almost doing the Hulk Hogan thing and putting he's his what? hand up to his You ear. got more than that? Come on. Come on. Yeah, Manfred did not like it. You could, no. te- you could tell. B- Bettman has gone, like, it, I think it really bothered him like 20 years ago, but now he's gone the full heel turn and really embraces it. It's, it's kind of fun with him, but, like, it's not fun with Manfred. It, People actually hate Rob Manfred. It's also, at this point with Bettman, I think he's cashed enough goodwill. Hockey's in a pretty good place now. Yeah. That I think it's more of a, huh, isn't it funny that we all boo the commissioner every time he shows up? Like, it's everybody's in on it. It's right. fun. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, it's a big gas. Ain't nobody joking with no, Manfred. No, it is. It is pure dislike. When people are booing Rob Manfred, and and he deserves it. all the players clapping back at him with a what a nice piece of metal as they're posting all their World Series photos. Just good work, guys. Pretty keep, keep it up. Pretty sweet piece of metal. the The thing that robbed us with the the thing this robbed us most of is Brett Phillips having a lasting impact as a World Series hero. Everybody wants to talk about the walk off hit. That's fine. I want to talk about his electric clipboard signs. From the dugout. Oh. You don't. You don't want to talk about his laugh. I don't. What are you talking about? I, did his laugh? Oh, you. You've not seen. You need to look up. The, going back to his time in Milwaukee, three with the Royals. They would put Phillips on camera, like the social media teams or digitals or whatever, would put him on camera and have people telling jokes just to get him to laugh because his laugh. I can't. Is it that bad? It's so awkward and so like he will set he'd be great to have it like an open mic because he will sell the corniest dad joke like (laughs) it is the funniest thing anyone's ever said anywhere near him and his laugh it's like if a uh the uh the sam people in in uh star wars imagine (laughs) imagine you know that that sound they make when they're angry <laughs> now imagine if they're trying to laugh. That's Brett Phillips's laugh. <laughs> it's it's truly Brett Brett Phillips being ha- having a ha- having a big p- coming out party on the national stage uh, due to that hit really really allowed us to the pl- laugh the clipboard the, the hits the laugh the clipboard the hits the whole thing it really allowed us to 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 bring B- Brett Phillips in the national consciousness and I appreciate that. He's the one that told us all that Randy stands for rakes all night, day, year. So thank you, Brett. Appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, the the lesson in phonics. It was good. It was good. Less uh, good. Less good. Less good. Justin Turner. 
I do not fault Justin Turner. He had already been in the dugout with them for seven innings. It was too late at that point, and that's that's what I think. I don't fault Justin Turner because if it were me and I was Justin Turner and I just won my first World Series and I'd had to crawl through this terrible, awful, no good, very bad year and all the years preceding it where people were like, oh, the Dodgers are choke artists, do, 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 do. I would have done anything to get out there and celebrate that World Series title. Yes. And the problem is the people supposedly in charge should have said, hey, we know you want to do that. You're not allowed to. It was it was weird because like, he wasn't out there at first, and they showed up for the team photo. And no like, mask. He had his mask. No, he had a mask on. He took it off for the photo. And then he was taking some photos without the mask, but. I think seven innings in the dugout on the field, it was it was almost too late at that point. Oh, I'm sure it was too late, but, but it's it's yeah. indicative of a larger problem with baseball, which was they would apply the rules until it became inconvenient to do so, and then you just be like, ah, you do whatever you want. Yeah. I, fe- I felt bad for him uh, that he kind of got yanked out of that game, but. Probably should have just stayed down in the dugout. I mean, if you wanted to celebrate with the team in the locker room, nobody would have known. Right. That's the thing is you could have just done it in the locker room with the champagne flying and yeah. nobody would have been any wiser. The champagne alcohol might kill the kill – the, I don't know. I don't think I don't that's think. how that works. I didn't know. I don't know. Considering I got it. <laughs> well, I, you weren't in a room with champagne flying around, I don't think. You don't know what I do in my personal time. <laughs> just you, you do the, the plastic sheets on the wall every Thursday night and just – no. It's Tuesday. Oh, excuse me. Tuesday is champagne shower night. I mean, when do you take your champagne showers? <laughs> Never. None of, my, none of my teams win World Series. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I rooted for the winning team in any event. Anyway. Uh, when the Raiders beat the Chiefs. <laughs> I was too stunned to really <laughs> be paying attention. What they do last week? They get beat again? Yeah, they got beat by 25. Oh, I did watch that game. Yeah, me too. It was pretty ugly. Yeah, I did not have a good time. Straight up not having fun. Nope. No fun was had that day, sir. That's too bad. It is. Who they got this week? Uh, I don't know. A loss? More than likely. Maybe they get the Broncos. They could beat the Broncos. They could, but they won't. <laughs> Why not? Because they're the Raiders. <laughs> There's a little two-game stretch coming Late November, early December, that's Falcon Shots and back-to-back weeks. And if you don't think I already have those, that L, Sharpie, both of them. To the Falcons and the Jets? To the Falcons and the Jets. Why? Sharpie. <laughs> Why? Because what that's what on? happens. <laughs> the Falcons are terrible. The Jets are maybe the worst team in football history. That's going to be the game that if he hasn't fired yet, that's going to buy Adam Gase two more weeks. Guaranteed. Boy. This is a rough life. I mean, I could be a Reds fan. You could. Yeah. Colts are kind of good. That's good for me. No, no, they're not. I mean, Phillip Rivers got down 24 points, looked at the Bengals, and said, that's right where I want them. I mean, yeah. If you can actually manage to fall behind by 24 to the Bengals, that is a pretty good place to have them. By the time you hear us again next week, um, there will have been the voting. I voted. Casey, did you vote? I voted. We both voted. Vote, you miscreants. Yeah, go do that. Go do that immediately. Or maybe not like immediately, but pretty 
before November 3rd or on November 3rd. I mean, half the country's already voted in the early voting, which is good. That's pretty good. Proud of you, America. Good job. Good job, us. Yay. Another good job by us, having Haley Meyer dole out community service opportunities. Uh, month of thanks kicks off Monday. And, you know, because it's November and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, and our student athletes will be getting out in the community to serve in a safe and socially distant manner. You'll be able to see all that on all our social media channels. And each week we wrap up on Thursdays, I believe, at letsgop.com. You know what else you can do on uh, online? Uh, I've done a lot of shopping there. Last week was not good for the old bank account. Just sitting at home bored? Bored out of my mind. Oh, that's no good. But you know what you could have done? Um, you could have followed us on Twitter and Instagram. Well, I was already doing that. Well, if you're not, you can. <laughs> at Let's Go P. Not Let's Go P. Com, at Just at Let's Go P. Give us a follow. Uh, like our tweets. Retweet our tweets. Like our Instagram photos. And go follow us on Facebook on our official account called Austin P. Governors. Share some stuff. Give us some likes on there, you know? Yeah. Really diversify your social media portfolio. Diversified. Like the Govs on all of the social media platforms. Like the Govs on... Um, going to be some new info on uh, Pinterest. new football coach Scotty Walden on social media. Go check him out. Get to know the 21st head football coach in Austin Peay State University history. Let's go B.com for dates, news, and stories. Casey Go to Bush and myself. Something new over there all the time. I would say all the time. Last week was a little bit light as I believe our uh, creative endeavors are uh, slowly dwindling. I'm tapped. Yeah, <laughs> I'm straight. Uh, I am just, my ideas are no longer ideating. Yep. Hey, but uh, you know what we are going to have soon? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. But you know what else we're going to have? We're going to have basketball. We're going to have soccer. We're going to have volleyball. You, what do you need to get into those games? You need a ticket. I think. I don't think we ticket for soccer or volleyball. Okay. We don't ticket for those two. But hey, come watch the Govs without a ticket. But for basketball, you need a ticket. Some real mixed messaging on your ticketing info here. <laughs> you know who you can get the real? You know you get the straight story on ticketing info from? Our ticket guru, Katie Locke, and her assistant, John Travolta, they have all the information you can use to get in the game. And, hey, we're taking walk-up ticket inquiries now at the Forterra Stadium box office. So if you've got any immediate ticket needs, go see our buddy Johnny at the Forterra Stadium box office. Believe old Johnny is a little bit lonely over there. So anybody wants to stop by and shoot the bull with him, you feel free. Maybe bring him a snack. A snack, a beverage, you know. A nice cold drink. Just pleasurable company for a few minutes. Just go go tell him give, give him a podcast to listen to other than the PCAST because I'm sure he's already listened to that. Knock one. knock jokes. I think Johnny would love a good well, knock knock. Uh, joke. You could knock on his window and make it a real life knock knock joke. You could do that. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com/podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us lo- know of a local or on-campus event we shout out. Yell at me for being lazy and not podcasting while infected with COVID. Tweet us. I'm at C. Wilson 225 He's at C underscore Craig 19 Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Carlos and El Dorado. So I'm waking up out of my slumber feeling like Rollo.